All right. Oh, wait, hold up. Welcome back, everybody, to the podcast. Uh, I'm super excited, actually, because I have a new setup, which you might be able to see. The piano's behind me now, and when I turn and play the piano, I can just look in the mirror, <laughs> and I can still talk to you. Hey, what's up, everybody? Now, um, one thing to point out is that the piano has been acting a little bit weird on the recording the last uh, couple of takes that I've done of this, so if it, like feels clicky or weird i'm i'm still figuring the whole thing out so you know we'll we'll just we'll just kind of keep moving forward and uh and we'll figure out exactly what's going on etc at all dot biz and such um what i want to do now is i want to i have some stuff that i want to talk about first of all i want to apologize i've been out of pocket for the last couple of weeks and um Part of it's been the last episode that I did was pretty intense. It was a whole song. I need to mix the final thing. I have some cool things actually that I've that I've done with it, um, and I need to mix, show you the final mix of what I've got so far, which will be fun. Um, but also, and most inter- interestingly, last week I was out of town uh, at a funeral. My dad's stepmother passed away, and funerals. And you know, as funerals go, funerals are not always the most exciting things to go to. It's not always my favorite place to be. But it was good to go and be with family. Um, I haven't seen my family since well before I sort of came out <laughs> as not uh, not Mormon anymore to them. And so it was good to go home, good to see them, good to participate in those activities with the family. And we did a lot of fun stuff too. We did some cool stuff with the family. We I went and jammed with, some, with a couple of my brothers and just had a good time. So uh so it was good. I think all around I was I was I was happy with the trip. I was happy with everything that happened. I was there for almost a week too. So that was that was a lot of fun. Um a lot of sort of things happened on the way well on this trip. A lot of things that I've been thinking about that kind of started building and I wanted to talk about. Um I think one of the biggest things one of the one of the first things I want to talk about. And this episode's going to be kind of fun too because I'm going to try and I'm going to try and do the Facebook Live thing. I've figured out a way, I think, to make the audio work with Facebook Live. And so at some point, I've got actually two phones here sitting. And I'm, I'm going to try and use one of them to go live to Facebook in the middle of this episode. But the audio should, it should work. <laughs> We're going to see if it does. But it should work. Um, but I have some stuff that I wanted to talk about, just some things that that uh, that came up this week. Oh, okay. I can do that. Um, that I thought would be pertinent to share, and just thoughts that I've been that I've been going over and thinking up in my head. And so uh, I wanted to go through them, and and just chat for a bit. The some of these might be a little bit, I don't know, controversial. I might swear a couple of times. I'm not really positive. I don't know exactly where this is going to go. Um, but I think it's. I think a lot of this stuff is is pretty important. Um. I think the whole the the general gist of um of what we're what I'm going to be talking about today the general idea is what that's false oh well 
general gist of what I'm talking about today is uh, we have a tendency as a society, I think, to um, to overreact to not enough information. So what I mean by that is we have a tendency to take a position on an issue based on an article that one of our friends posted from a website that reported or that was commenting on a news story that was that they read from some other news story. And and I think the problem with that, the problem that I have with that is the fact that very seldom do we actually do the research to figure out what it actually happened and figure out the research to understand what's going on. So we just form these opinions based on what other people are telling us, based on, you know, what what Fox News is telling us or based on what CNN is telling us or based on what Pierce Morgan is saying or, you know, all these different people. Or just what our what our our dad says or what our mom says or what our friends say on Facebook about the the, the particular thing. So um and that's not just sorry. That's not just like political or news stories. That's pretty much everything. Anytime you see a lot of the source of all of our news and a lot of our understanding, our knowledge is, has turned into Facebook, which is a little bit questionable, I think. You still now, that's not to say that there's not value in a lot of the the stuff that's being shared, but I think the biggest thing is just to, to realize that it's opinion that's being shared, and not fact necessarily. Anyway, we'll get into that, but that's kind of the running theme with a lot of the stuff that we're going to be talking about today. Um, so I guess with that, we'll get into it. Um, there's three m- big topics, um, three main topics that I want to talk about today. And uh, the first one is Pokemon Go. And I think actually for this one, I think this is probably the one I should go live for. Sorry, I'm, I'm still kind of doing this all at once. By the way, this is, it's actually kind of interesting. Before, actually, before we do that, um, I want to talk about how sometimes we think we need certain things. Oh, is this really going to do this to me? Come on, man. Come on, man. All right, hang on. Hold up. This is, we're going to make this thing work. Face tubes. totally have enough yeah connecting that's right I can go live um it's interesting how uh, sometimes you get into this rut you think oh you know what I want this is what I want to do I want to do xyz and in order to do xyz I need abc right and we get into this sort of this this sense of um I know what I need I know what it's going to take to get what I want and this is what it's going to take to get what I want um, the funny thing is, and the interesting thing is, a lot of times we can achieve the same goal by thinking outside the box a little bit. So I'll give you an example. This last week, I've been thinking to myself, what I really would love to do for the podcast is uh, I, I like to, I've started getting into recording more, like audio and songs and stuff, and I'm starting to learn more about mixing and things like that. And what I wanted to do was record, keep like bringing people in and recording them and their songs and stuff. But then record the recording sessions for the podcast and like do some episodes where I'm like doing a recording session live uh, on the podcast. But what I knew that I needed to be able to do was record the whole session, not just the recording itself. Because when you get into GarageBand or get into whatever system you're using, you cut the take and then you re-record the take and go back through. So the final edit isn't going to be the, all the audio. Anyway, so I've been going back and forth and I thought 
Well, what I need to do is get another machine. If I have another computer, I can do all my mixing on the on the a laptop or on the other computer, and then I'll just run an audio out, and I'll plug that into my laptop or something, and I'll record the p- podcast audio on my laptop. So basically, I'll just get all the mix right on the computer, on the main computer, then the, the final computer will come straight out into the other computer, right? So that's how I'll record the podcast. And uh, so I've been going back and forth on, okay, do I get a, just another laptop? Do I get an iMac? Do I get a Mac Pro? Like, where do I go with this whole thing? And I'm, you know, I'm contemplating spending upwards of two grand, three grand on a computer here. I'm going back and forth and trying to figure out how exactly I'm going to make this thing work because I really wanted to. And I'm kind of a techie guy, so I, I tend to want nice computers anyway. <laughs> so um, anyway, so I'm going back and forth, and I get home, uh, and I basically decided when I got home I was going to get an iMac. I mean, with the new iMacs, the 5K displays, because they got crazy speed, crazy power, um, and it's not like enterprise-level power, because I'm not really looking to, I don't need to edit 4K video, like that's not really what I'm looking to do. But I, I do want to be able to uh, put more tracks in, like I want to be able to record with more MIDI tracks and things like that, and so I wanted to be able to do that. And I got home, and I realized, it clicked in the back of my head, I have this little cord, this tiny little cable. It's about this long. No, I can't show it to you. It's about this long, but it's a little cable, and what it does is it allows you to go from a, an auxiliary cable, which is audio. T- it tends to be audio both ways, but it, usually it's just audio in. And you can plug that into your smartphone, and it'll, record, it'll send th- its audio in, basically. So what I decided to do was plug in my headphones like I normally do all through my sound system, get the audio levels all right, and record on my computer. And then what I would do is just include another out, like a, like a headphones headset, and just go right into my phone and just record the video right on my phone, which actually works out better because my phone has better video quality than the GoPros that I've been using. And I have this little case that's got lenses on it so I can do like a wide angle. So the one you're seeing right now, well, if you're on Facebook, well, we're not on live yet. So the one you're seeing now is a little bit wider angle than a normal uh, iPhone is, but it's still 4K. And the audio is synced already with the video, so all I have to do when I'm done is just, boom, hit upload, and I'm, and I'm good to go, which is going to be beautiful. So I basically just saved myself three grand, which is beautiful. I'd rather not spend three grand if I don't have to. Um, so it's interesting how sometimes, again, thinking, you get sometimes we get so set in these decisions and these ruts that we get into that we forget to sort of think outside the box and and we, we are not open to those situations. I don't know necessarily that I was actively trying to think outside the box. It wasn't like I was trying to figure out a way to use my smartphone. Um, it just sort of happened that I, I'm always so, always kind of looking for ways to do, like different ways to do the same thing. That's kind of a, it's one of my, mon- my life mantras that I'm always telling myself is, is there a different way, is there a better way I can be doing this? I'm always trying to optimize. So if I can... If I can record for not spending $3,000, then I'd rather do that. So there are still some things I want to spend money on. Uh, Like I want to figure out why the piano is acting weird. I have this MIDI cable. I like the MIDI cable because it allows me to mess with the the notes afterwards. But uh, there's been something weird with the foot pedal to where if I when I sometimes when I'm playing and I depress the foot pedal, it just plays an E. And it won't and it, it doesn't come back. I actually have it just a line in now, have it just going straight from this Rocksmith cable. So I'm, I don't, it's not MIDI anymore, but anyway. I'm, I have to say, I am really excited about this setup. I've, I have the, the desk up, so it's almost like a, it's almost standing level. And if I want to go onto the 
for the piano, all I literally have to do is just spin this chair around. Anyway, so that's kind of how that goes. You know what I just realized? That's what we're going to do. What I want to actually, you know what? I keep changing my mind. I want to show you, so I did some work on this song, so that intro thing that I, that I usually play. Um, I did some work on it, and I figured out the next chord, so check this out. See if you can, I think you can still hear me all right, but I'm looking at you in the thing. So from here, right? So what happens is I do that a couple of times, and then I go into a D minor. So let me let me kind of get you into it so you can hear it. So it goes. And then instead of going to that G like I was doing before, I go like this. Instead of going back down to the G again, I'm going to go up to this song, this note. And then there's some way that I'm going to go. quite figured out all the, the kinks in it yet, but this, it's kind of a cool, like, so from here, I think I kind of changed time, time signatures there for a second, but. I get to do what I want. Anyway, so that's kind of fun. And it was fun because I got to utilize my nephew. One of my nephews is a piano prodigy. And so I was utilizing some of his talents to, to figure out what the chord that, that would be, the, the chord that is next would be. Actually, two of my nephews, shout out to Jeremy Brigham. They probably won't listen to this, but it's kind of cool. So anyway, that was kind of fun. And uh, I also had a, an, an interesting realization. I think sometimes... Uh, you can think of yourself, you can think like that you're not good at something um, and then later realize that you actually are. <laughs> so I never thought of myself as really a really good lyricist. But then I was sending a text message yesterday and without even thinking, I sent the following text. This is brilliant, if I do say so myself. I said, this town is already pretty red, but I've got some paint and I think we can add some which of course comes from the metaphor of let's paint the town red, right? So the idea is this, this, a lot of people already paint this town red. You've probably already been here and done a bunch of stuff. I've already done a bunch of stuff here, but let's get together and hang out and have a good time, right? That's kind of the idea. Um, and I realized that when I'm, on, when I'm in the zone, when I'm, when I'm trying, uh, that's actually something I love doing. 
and in all of my communication, when I talk to people, I'm all about taking a, 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 a known and understood phrase or metaphor or saying and tweaking it just a little bit to make it mine. So things like that, like, like, uh, this paint, this town's already red, but let's go, let's add a, add a little paint or something like that. Or what I said to my, my dad the other day when I was leaving, I said, oh, what was it? So the phrase is, I got to hit the road. I'm going to hit the road, Jack. But what I said was, there's a road out there that needs hitting. Right? So the idea is, I got to get on the road. I got to go. So that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm actually interested to see. I want to put some of that into practice and see if I can, see if I can make some cool lyrics. We'll see how it goes from there. Um, okay, so I want to go live now on Facebook. And I want to talk about this whole Pokemon Go thing. Because I think, in addition to a lot of other things that I'm going to talk about today, um, there's a lot that people are missing and there's some key things that people are missing. So let me type this in real quick. Let's do Pokemon uh, Go. We're going to do for the win. Because there are some interesting thoughts that I've had. We'll do a little exclamation pizoint. Boop, boop, boop. And let's go live. Actually, I hope this whole thing works. What? What are you talking about? Poor signal. Don't give me that crap. All right, hey everybody. So we're live. I'm in the middle of recording a podcast episode, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this time it's going to work where the audio actually sounds better. It doesn't sound like a like I'm in a not here, <laughs> like I'm in some other place. Um, but I had some interesting things that I want to talk about today. Obviously, Pokemon Go is the main topic. It's everybody's talking about it right now. And you, like I, I mentioned in a previous episode, there's a lot of times people are, you got the, the culture of a certain thing, and you got the counterculture of that thing, and then you got the counter-counterculture. And I think right now, the, the balance, the shift, the balance in the shift of the conversation about Pokemon Go has shifted back and forth from positive to negative to positive to negative a couple of times. And I think I, th- I have a couple of things that I wanted to say that hopefully will be good. <laughs> that makes any sense. But um, so here's my thoughts. So first of all, Pokemon Go comes out. And when I, so I was a kid, I was in, in I want to say I was in junior high or elementary school and junior high when the original get card game became really popular. And I never got into it. I never got into any of those things. Pogs was really big when I was a kid. Yo-yos. I had a yo-yo. That was probably the only one that I actually got into. But there were a lot of those things. Uh, the little Chia, or the, not Chia Pets, but the, the, um, the Beanie Babies were big. And then the little uh, po- pet pod thingies. A little digital thing that you were supposed to raise the pet. I don't remember what it was. Anyway, a lot of those things sort of come. They popped up and then they, they, they went away. And I think, interestingly enough, so Pokemon is not an American phenomenon. And it's, it, was, it had been around for a lot longer than when it came to the United States, and it was really popular. And it came to the United States and just blew up. And I think every kid kind of goes through a little bit of a phase with Pokemon. Um, but interestingly enough, I, I think I think for, for the, at the time especially, I had the wrong opinion about what it was. I mean, it's just a, it's a game, essentially, right? But I think what's happened now, to kind of continue that on, is now we the people that were really into Pokemon as kids have been given, number one, they're the ones that are super into their phones anyway. They're all about virtual reality. They're all about, they're kind of the, the, 
the people at the on the bleeding edge of technology, if you will, and so they're the people that are more likely to be into something like this anyway. Um, but we have this this game, right? Virtual reality, a lot of stuffs going on, and you got a lot of people that are that are reacting in a bunch of different ways. You got some people that are super excited about it, some people that are super annoyed by it, and all these other things. So here are a couple of things that I have to say. Number one, if you're one of those people that is super annoyed with the the, the Pokemon Go people, right? You're all like, oh, don't come to my workplace. Or if I see another person looking for Pokemon Go, or you see people out on the street with their phone. If you're one of the people that is super annoyed by Pokemon Go, I would ask you to ask yourself this question. What changed in your life from the day before you knew Pokemon Go was a thing to the day after? The answer to that question I will give to you is nothing. Nothing changed. The only thing that changed is there's some external factor that doesn't actually affect you, doesn't actually touch you, doesn't really, I mean, even people that, where you got people coming into your work, I know there are some exceptions to this rule, but by and large, it does not affect you. It's not really that big of a deal. It's fine. It's meant for kids. So old and adults do it, that's fine. People, adults have been playing Dungeons and Dragons for decades and will continue to do so for decades to come. People are all into LAN parties. Let's play a video game, right? It's the same thing. The, the, the thing here that's interesting, and the, the reason why we need to sort of shift, and I mentioned before in the podcast episode, which you should check out if you get a chance, a lot of times we look at things through a very narrow view. We see it one way, and then as soon as we see it from another perspective, we, we kind of change our view a little bit, open it up a little bit, and we see it from another perspective. So I'm just adding another perspective to the whole thing. But with Pokemon Go, interestingly enough, there is... Like the initial reaction was, oh, great. Now all the nerds are going to be all over the place. We're going to see all the nerds, right? And that bothers us because we're, I don't know if it's because we're afraid that we're actually nerds at heart or, or what the deal is. But it's like, oh, no, we're going to see them, right? So then the initial reaction to that is, oh, yeah, but Pokemon has found a way to get everybody out of the house, right? So there was the meme about Hillary Clinton tried to get all the kids out of the house and be active and Pokemon Go did it in two days or whatever that was. Um, and then... Uh, so that was sort of a thing. And then it came back. There was, on the, on the flip side, there's all these images and pictures and stories about places that are overcrowded with people looking for Pokemon and there's people that are dying and all these sort of things that are going on. Um, and then you've got, from the, on the flip side of that, now we're starting to get into the conversation I think that's important, which is what this is going to do for the future of technology. Because this, this type of, the virtual reality technology is not new. It's been around for, I think, what's it, 2000. Oh, it's been around for ten, almost 10 years, right? Um, Windows Phone in their, their like uh, search for restaurants feature has always had like the ability to hold your phone up and like look around. And oh, there's a restaurant over there, right? The technology is not new, but nobody was adopting it. First of all, because nobody used Windows Phones. Unfortunately, Windows Phones are still hands down. Total side note, of all the, 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 the mobile operating systems, I prefer the Windows Phone OS over all the other ones. And if everyone used them, I would use them too. But I like being part of a bigger community of people that have like-minded services and things. And so uh, so I have an iPhone. But back, getting back on track here, um, nobody was adopting that technology the, the, on, a, on a massive scale. And so now you think about what Nintendo's able to do with uh, with the, te- the the Pokemon technology, with the not just the the game, the game is so minuscule. The game is easy. The game is the the, the step one. 
What's crazy is what they're going to do with that data, what they're going to be able to do, and what what companies like that in general are going to be able to do with that information. Um, because they're going to be able to really improve a lot of people's lives, I think. Right? So, uh, so that's kind of the initial thing about the Pokemon Go thing. Now, the crazy thing about it, there's a, there's a lot of things that people aren't saying that I'm just going to say because I think it's important that we say them. First of all, people dying, people walking off of cliffs, that is incredibly sad. Uh, it's, it's not something to be celebrated. It's not something to be excited about. However, it is a little bit of natural selection. All right. At the end of the day, if you got, if you got people that are using the game, like you can't fault the game because somebody's stupid, right? You can't fault the system because somebody abuses it and you can't fault what's going on in the world because of the way that something is being presented to people. Because this is a positive thing. This is a great thing. I mean, think about it this way. Nintendo, Gary Vaynerchuk was on, if you don't know, Gary Vaynerchuk's a, sort of a business expert, and he's, he's uh, you should look him up. I'll just say you should look him up, let him, hey, let him um, teach you all the, the things that he can, te- he can teach you. But uh, he was on some chat show, I want to say six months ago, or a year ago, something like that, and he said, the, the person asked him, what's one company that, has, that, has, that used to be really powerful but has lost sort of what they did? Um, and he said, Nintendo. He said, because they couldn't get over the console. They thought everything was in the console. And he held up his phone, and he said, until they figure out how to, how to cap- capitalize on this, like they're done for. And now we've got Pokemon Go. And Nintendo is literally going to take over the world. Um, it's the fastest-growing fastest app. I think it has more downloads than any other app, except Facebook. I think it's higher than Twitter. So maybe not Instagram either, because I think Instagram's right there with Facebook. But... This is actually, it's a, it's a hugely positive thing. First of all, Nintendo's winning. Nintendo's absolutely winning because everybody's using it. And I think the, it's, it's pr- the, the, my point really is that it's pretty ignorant to have such a negative response to what's happening. Not just because there's a huge technological advance that's happening that you're kind of scoffing at, but also because it's, it's, not, really, it's not really your, it doesn't have anything to do with you. Like whether or not somebody else chooses to use to do Pokemon Go or whatever, or chooses to be, to use their time that way. It's not, it's not really your thing. Um, now, when it starts to interfere with your life, right? When, when people start to, like the dude where people are like getting on his lawn, that's, that, there's a line there, right? Because there's no, like the, there was a gym at his house because he used, he lived in an old church, something like that. Uh, that's, there's a line there, right? And people should, people that are playing the game need to understand that just because you enter a virtual reality world does not mean that the rules of the real world go away, right? But I think that people, I think that's going to sort itself out. And us talking about it isn't actually going to help anything, right? Because uh, because the people that we were talking at aren't listening to us. So all we're doing is wasting our energy. Like they're going to figure it out. Essentially what happens is when it gets to you, you deal with whatever's happening to you and then you can move forward from there. But it, it's a positive thing. I don't play the game. I won't play the game. I never will. I would rather make a podcast episode than go play the game. But there is some merit in the fact that it's getting people out, right? There is a huge amount of merit in the, in the technological advances and what we're going to be able to do with the data that they're collecting. Um, and I think the, the, the massive, the massive benefit here, is, well, the massive benefit is that Nintendo is going gonna, is gonna to be back, you know, to... Um, it's going to gain a lot of stock. It's going to gain a lot of power, which is going to create more. I mean, Nintendo has is the single biggest 
uh, it's one of the one of the single largest uh, video game corporations that this world has ever seen. And with all these little games that are popping up, getting Nintendo back into the little game uh, market, I think it's just going to increase the not only the competition among the games, like the games themselves, but the the technology. That's the huge part of it. The technology that the data that they're collecting right now. Some people get freaked out by it, and you should just stop being freaked out by it. We talk about privacy. We talk about all these things. Stop being freaked out by the fact that people collect data on you. That's that's literally how we do anything. Everything that anybody does is based on data that's collected, whether it's internal subjective data or external objective data or hard data or scientific fact or whatever it is. There's data that's collected, and then we can improve our life, other people's lives. We make decisions based on that. And the more data that exists, the cooler things we can do with our lives, right? So if we have all this data on... Uh, you know, that they're collecting, you know, they're, they're Snapchat scanning people's faces, right? So, yeah, so there is the risk that the government could use that to come after you. But, like, there's also the Second Amendment so we can fight back. You know, like, it's not, it's not as, it's not, technology is not a bad thing. So we should stop, like, f- fleeing away from it, but we should rather embrace it. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with the technology and the, the data that's being gathered by the people that are playing Pokemon Go. And honestly, I think all the people that are, talking about it so much are they shouldn't because it's ridiculous so i think the biggest thing is number one i would suggest that if you have an opinion about pokemon go that number one you do some research and figure out if your opinion is grounded in what's actually going on or if it's just this is what i heard from somebody else i think that's probably the biggest point if you if you just heard it from somebody else like (laughs) how do you how, how are you thinking that that's a valid point Right? You need to have your own opinions. You need to listen and read other people, need to listen to what's going on, and then make, form an opinion from there. Because just, just seeing an article on your Facebook feed and then choosing to adopt that viewpoint just because you read an article is ignorant. And it's one of the worst types of ignorance. So anyway, I hope, first of all, I haven't checked, so I don't even know if this worked, but I hope that the audio worked during this whole thing. I hope the video's all right. I hope the quality's good. Uh, but I'm going to flip back to the rest of the, the podcast episode. Those of you that are listening live, um, there's a podcast that this is part of. This one's actually going to work where we're going to have the full video and we're going we're gonna to play through it that way. Um, so check out the podcast. I'll probably upload it and release it later today. Um, we're going to be talking more about the idea. I'm going to talk about politics, a little bit about Trump and Hillary, um, a little bit about relationships and honesty and things like that. So tune in for that. But um, for now, peace out. All right. Well, that was fun. Hopefully this actually works. I think it will. I think this one actually will work. So HD upload on. Yes. Nice. Go ahead and upload that. Nice. I think that might have actually worked. Sweetness. Major chord. (laughs) That's kind of ridiculous. Okay, so I talked about Pokemon Go, which is kind of a, a thing that I wanted to talk about. I think that's it's important just to, like, don't get so caught up in, I think that's the biggest thing. Don't get so caught up in adopting an opinion of somebody who wrote an article in response to some thing. Because the truth is, there's just more to it. And if you don't do the research and you don't actually go figure out what's actually going on, then you just, you're just ignorant. And I, I don't pay any attention to you put it that way in fact i i actively block people who mouth spew somebody else's opinion they just share links just share links what is that 
just share a link. Now, if the link itself, if you're not, if it's not an opinion, I, sometimes I will share a link to a video that I find to think is funny. That speaks for itself. But if it's an opinion, and all I'm doing is saying, this guy's got it, then I better say, I better sh- tell my opinion, which is, this guy, I think this guy's right. Right? But if it's just, oh, I'm going to share this link, I get that so often, and I just, I just block those people. I just don't care enough about reading some third party's opinion. I would rather hear your opinion. I'm friends with you. I'm not friends with that guy. I'm not friends with the guy that wrote the, the article. Right? I'm friends with you. So what, what do you think? What do you think is going on? What do you think happened in Ferguson? What do you think about Black Lives Matter? Oh, that's a great one, by the way. I'll save that for another day because I think, well, maybe I'll just talk about it here. Because with the Black Lives Matter, the same, it's the same thing as here. Like, w- so many of my friends, like, are thinking so one-dimensionally about all these political, social, economical, economical, economic issues. Uh, Black Lives Matter is a great example. Because the, all, my, all of my white friends, I'm white, all of my other white friends, uh, in, order, in order to not appear to be one of the bigoted white middle class racists, buy into the lies that they're fed by the media, and I don't mean media like the government controlled media, I mean media like the Black Lives Matter controlled media because they're controlled in a, from, a, from a social standpoint. Because everybody wants so much to avoid sounding racist. All that matters is whether or not you are. I mean, really. Really, at the end of the day, all that matters is if you actually are racist. Now, you can get into trouble, yes. But at the end of the day, uh, especially when it comes to, to the racist thing, if like people are so concerned that they not appear to be racist that they have to take the side of the Black Lives Matter and hashtag Black Lives Matter and all this kind of stuff. Uh, now, the one caveat that I'll throw in is that black lives do matter, just like white lives matter, just like Chinese lives matter, just like everybody's life matters, just like animal lives matter, just like plankton's lives matter, just like every... J- j- I mean, there's no end to it. The, the, the problem with the Black Lives Matter movement is not the words that are being spoken, it's not the, what, what appears to be its message. It's what actually is its message, which is the underlying message of Black Lives Matter is America is a predominantly racist nation. One. Two, the police and the government in America are predominantly racist against blacks. And three, more blacks are harassed, murdered, incarcerated, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, without cause by white and black police officers in the United States than, number one, than white uh, people are, and number two, than, uh, than people are in the rest of the world, okay? The problem is they can show you statistics where that's the case. The real problem is there are, like, America's, if, when, it, when it comes to, like, per capita whites versus blacks, there's, there's a lot of black people here, okay? That's number one. Number two, the, the overwhelming statistics... The real statistics actually show that that's not the case, that there isn't really that much of a disparity. The problem is you get Black Lives Matter people that are sharing these videos, okay? You share one video of one racist cop in one city, in one precinct, in one, 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 one patrol, so one out of however many millions of police officers that, that mistreats a black man or a Mexican guy or, you know, whatever it is, right? And that becomes the reality 
for every white police officer in the entire United States. The stuff that happened in Texas, the shootings and stuff, that's the message of Black Lives Matter. No matter what they say with their mouths, no matter what other people are talking about, that's when you hashtag Black Lives Matter, that's what you're doing. That's what you're supporting. You're supporting what happened in Dallas. You're supporting c- civilians shooting cops for no reason. Those, those civilians, the guys with the sniper rifles, they, they didn't care about Black Lives Matter. They loved the excuse to shoot their guns at people. That's the only reason. That's, that's what it is. It's violent people looking for an excuse to be violent. right? It's messed up people looking for an excuse to be, to be messed up and be, get away with it. And if anybody questions them, they can say, oh, well, you're racist. I'm not racist. I'm not racist at all. Some of the things that I say might sound racist, but guess what? I don't care. You want to know why? Because I'm not racist. And because I know I'm not racist, I'm not, I'm not concerned about anyone thinking that I am. Right Now, I have the benefit of being pretty much a nobody. Nobody really listens to me, and I'm not really in a position where you know, my, my career or whatever is in, in jeopardy. But my career is not in jeopardy anyway. Want to know why? Because I work for myself, and I, and I always will. My, like, my, my income is not, it's not based on me being fired. Now, some of my clients might fire me because they want to stay PC and they want to make a statement. Whatever. There's more clients. There's more, there's more things that can happen. And at the end of the day, I'll be fine. Like, I'm not, I'm not worried about me at all. But I think this whole fear, it's, it just reminds me of Mormonism, how we were all f- so afraid of appearing wicked. We would be wicked in order to not appear wicked. I'm using the, that, that phrase sort of wicked sort of loosely, of course. That we would do things that were ridiculous. We would do things that were judgmental. We would say things that were bigotous. The whole thing around Prop 8 was just a, we just were so concerned that we would be we would be perceived as giving in to what what we thought was a uh, 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 a a wrong action or a, a wrong thing that we we as a as a community and as a whole became the most judgmental and bigotist people on the planet and i uh, that was one of the one of the starting stepping stones that led to me leaving the church now, admittedly, not everybody's doing it from a bad place, and everybody's just trying to do their best, right? So I, I get that. But at the end of the day, if you're more concerned with the way you look than you are with what you actually are, you're being dishonest. So anybody out there who, any, first of all, anybody who's hashtagging Black Lives Matter, you got the wrong, you, you're supporting the wrong thing. Absolutely the wrong thing. Anybody who's out there in, in the counterculture supporting, oh, white lives matter, supporting the wrong thing. By saying white lives matter, you're literally standing yourself up in opposition to something and feeding more press and more attention to that thing. The reality is we just need to not, we need to find the the cops that are racist. We need to deal with those people and not create mass hysteria with these viral things that are, viral videos that are going on, right? We don't know and we will never know all the circumstances around even those videos that we saw. Sometimes those videos can seem so obvious. And yet, how many times have you, has someone walked in on you doing something and it looks one way and it might be bad, but it looks a lot worse than it actually is? It happens all the time. So my whole point with Black Lives Matter is don't use the hashtag because you're supporting the wrong thing. 
right? If you uh, really cared about Black Lives Matter, about what they say they're, they're talking about, you would vote in your local elections. You'd vote a better police chief in, right? You'd vote a better mayor in. You'd vote, you'd vote locally uh, to try and control that. You'd write in to your police chief. You'd write in to the, the local government, right? You would take care of it on a scale where it matters. If it happens to you, in, or if it happens in your city, then, then you deal with that. But if it happens in Dallas, I can't do anything about what happens in Dallas. That, that, that's, that's a fact. I can't do anything about what happens. I can't vote in Dallas. And my votes don't affect Dallas. My votes don't affect Orlando. Am I, am I, am I, well, and Orlando was a different, it was, it was, it was something else. But all these things that go on and we, we freak out. All the, the, the well, we, we'd stick with Ferguson. We keep with the, the Black Lives Matter thing. But it's, it doesn't actually have the, um, when you, it just doesn't have the effect that you think it does. It's ridiculous. So that's all I'll say about that. Don't use that hashtag. Don't talk about it. I'm done talking about it. Just don't be, just don't be racist. And if you see someone that's racist, call them out and be like, dude, don't, don't say that. And they might say, oh, I'm not being racist. I'm using it a different way, right? Or I'm saying something else. And if that's the case, that's fine. If they do something that is clearly racist, just don't keep your mouth shut. I think that's another big thing is when things happen right in front of us, we're scared and we don't say anything, you know? That, that was kind of sexist of you to say, right? That wasn't a very nice thing of you to say. As opposed to, oh, this guy who was over there, I saw a video and I have lots to say about him. But nobody that was there said anything. Like, deal with what's in your sphere, what comes in contact with you. You walk out, you meet somebody on the road, they're a little, they sound a little bit racist. You should be like, dude, that was a little bit racist. And he might say, oh, no, 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 this is, oh, that's not what I meant. And then you might believe them or not. But the, the point is, like, you got to deal with your, what actually touches you, what actually affects you. That's how we make change. All this other stuff is just, it's just hypey bullshit. It doesn't get anybody anywhere. That actually leads me right into the next thing I want to talk about, which was Hillary Trump. Not Hillary Trump, not like if they got married, like Hillary versus Trump, right? Maybe we call it Hillump or Trillery. I like Trillery better. We'll call them Trillery. So here's an interesting thing about this whole Trump versus Hillary thing. In politics, as in most things in life, this whole thing I've been talking about, about uh, taking a side before you have all the data and not really being thorough in your examination of the data, you, can, you don't see it anywhere as prevalently as you see it in the, the presidential election. Okay, so the things, a couple of things. The things that we've noticed, that the public seems to have noticed, or I'll say the things I've noticed that, the, that it seems like the public has noticed about the two candidates is one, they don't like either of them, which is fine. I haven't liked either of the candidates for decades. Two, they think they know something about them. Okay, and three, Hillary should be in prison, right? There's that thing. So uh, you got all these people who are, who are so um, concerned with Trump because they think he's an idiot. They, 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 you listen to his speeches and you take little sound bites out of what he's saying to people and he talks over people and he's brash and he's just, 
he he says dumb things sometimes and, and it seems like he's an idiot okay that's one thing he does seem like an idiot i agree with you there there's a lot of a lot of points where where he seems like an absolute moron and then you look back at hillary and you think oh well, but she's clearly lying and corrupt like clearly she's saying things like all this whole thing about the email which first of all doesn't affect me right if she's leaking secrets that led to people dying and that led to me being in 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 danger that's one thing and i get the slippery slope argument like i'm not i'm not saying that nobody should be punished but what i'm saying is we're making a really big deal out of the fact that somebody didn't get their hand slapped and maybe hand slapped is a little bit minuscule like maybe she should serve a couple years in prison okay that's fine a couple years in prison she gets out in a couple years she runs in 2020 it's not the weirdest thing that anybody's heard. The president of Ukraine was a convicted felon. Of course, Ukraine's a little bit different than we are here. But <laughs> anyway, so so we've got this thing with Hillary going on, and where everybody has a comp- has an opinion about it. Except it seems like everybody's opinion is just what is going on. Why is she not going to prison? Which is, I think, a legitimate question. And then on the Trump side, again, everybody just thinks he's an idiot. Well, let me break, burst your bubble a little bit. First of all, he's not an idiot. Okay? It, if you think he's an idiot, then he won. Right? This is one of the wealthiest people in the, in the United States. He was rich, and then he was broke, and now he's one of the richest people in the world again. Right? You think about that. If you were in a situation where you were handed, let's just walk through this, okay? And I'm not a Trump supporter, I don't think, yet. I don't really know which way I'm going to vote. Uh, in this election, but uh, the the point that I'm making here is like we we just hear what someone else says. We listen to a soundbite that somebody who clearly wants you to dislike Trump put together, and we think, oh, that's the opinion that I should have about Trump. Whatever he said, whatever this guy said right before and right after, and in the subtext of this little soundbite clip, this little out of context bit of what he was saying, well, d- of course. You're just, you're just a lemming. You're just being fed your opinions, which is ridiculous, right? So, number one, so he, he, when he started out in real estate, his, he, he tells this story about his dad gave him a little, a, a small loan of a million dollars. And we, everybody loves to laugh at that because, like, oh, a small loan, how can you possibly relate to the American people if you think a million dollars is a small loan, right? So, but think about this. Somebody from that, that, uh, that much money, that background, how equipped are they traditionally to deal with going broke, right? We make parodies of it in TV all the time, but, and we, we talk about it every once in a while, but uh, w- like how equipped is that person to deal with that? Usually not very. Usually they're not very well adjusted. Well, he went broke from being rich, and now he's rich again. So how many people went from, have gone from being broke to being rich? And what do we think about those people? They're heroes, most of them, right? So this is a guy, he's not an idiot. And if you think he's an idiot, then you've played right into his hands. That's exactly what he wants you to think. The whole point is he's just not, he's just not uh, c- uh, conforming to any of the rules of politics. That's why people don't like him, because he's not playing by the rules. He doesn't have to. Nobody's paying him. Nobody's giving him money to do it. He's, he's funding it himself. Now, he did get a publicly, he did do, do a couple of public fundraisers. So it's like, or you think, so think about this too. 
in terms of like leadership and being a good leader, right? Uh, somebody who's not beholden to any third party whoever's uh, is not somebody who who is he's somebody who can lead ba- based on his own values right and uh, I was listening to a podcast with, with Joe Rogan and Chael Sonnen which you should all check out but he talks about Chael was talking about how uh, you think back everybody remembers the big bully from elementary school and high school but very seldom do they remember that bully actually beating on anybody sometimes you do and Joe Rogan actually he's like no, the guy, the bully at my school actually beat up a bunch of people. But he's talking about seldom do they actually do anything because they're they're just they're the big stick, right? They carry a big stick, speak softly and carry a big stick, or in this case, speak really loudly and get people to think you're going to beat on them. Like there's a chance, there's a chance that we're going to have that Trump would take he would actually follow through with a lot of the threats that he's been making uh, about the world. But also, if he can get people to sort of do what he wants them to do just by yelling at them. I mean, he's, he's, he's been in business for... I love it when people start talking about how he's a reality TV star. Like, that Donald Trump somehow is in the same class as Kim Kardashian. Right? And they love to, they love to point out that uh, he went to Wharton, but he was a bad student. People didn't like him. You, you, like, I don't care where he went to school. I don't care that he was on uh, reality TV. I don't care anything really about how he sounds when he talks because this country is not led from a podium. It's led from a boardroom, if, so to speak, right? Our country is not led from a, by, by a speech. A speech is what happens. It's, it's who can make decisions based on data that's been accumulated in a, with advisors, with people that are trusted in a room where you're almost shielded from, that, from public opinion, Guess what? That's exactly what he's been doing his entire career, and he's really good at it because he's really rich. That's literally how you, how in his line of work, that's how you measure success is how rich you've gotten. He's incredibly successful. So, again, like I said, I'm, I'm not, I don't know that I'm a, I'm a uh, Trump supporter, but I do think that the discussion is a lot more nuanced than any of us have given it credit for yet. All we say is Trump's an idiot. Hillary's a crook. I'm not excited about this election. Well, you got to choose one or the other. One or the other will be chosen. One of them's better than the other. Right? And it's you, you probably should really know what's going on if you're going to make the, 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 the decision about which one's better than the other. So, again, that's, just, that's just, just like try and understand the world as it is, not the world that as it is portrayed to you. It's literally, so it's just the whole Pokemon Go thing is a great metaphor for it. Because if you think about it this way, I actually just had a, got off a Skype call with a good buddy of mine who has the, uh, the HoloLens, the Microsoft HoloLens, which is uh, like a virtual reality headset. You can like surf the internet and do cool things. It's actually really cool. But if you think about, think about walking around with a headset like that on and all this information is displayed to you about the world that's around you and you... Uh, you know, it's cre- So say I create a virtual reality headset and I put in all this data about my house. This color is white. This color is blue. That's black. This is a light. That's a guitar. Uh, I moved here and at this time. And maybe little stories, like little videos or whatever, right? So you put the thing on, you walk around. Cool, cool. I'm learning stuff about the house, okay? 
you go through the, the house and everything, and then and you're learning things about the house based on the stuff that's being presented to you. Well, you're learning what, I'm, what I taught you. I might lie to you. I might have biased opinions. I might be colorblind. I might tell you something's blue, then you believe that it's blue when it's really green, right? I might tell you something's gray when it's really red or green. I might just flat out lie, right? Um, so it's important to not let the data that's given to you skew the view of reality because the reality is you just take the HoloLens off and you see what's actually there, right? So I think when we're making decisions about things, especially if we're making decisions about things within that reality, it's got to be grounded in, in actual things and not just, oh, this is what this guy said. I'm excited about that. You know, it's just dumb, I think. Um, I don't have time to talk about the last thing that I wanted to talk about. So I think that what I will do is, sorry about that. I think what I will do is get into that next on the next episode. I also don't know that I'm going to do every day on this thing, maybe a couple times a week. We'll kind of see how things go. But I, I'm kind of getting back into a rhythm. And so I'm excited about, oh, yay, the garbage guy's here. Um, anyway, so I'll bounce for now. Next time we're going to talk about relationships. I have some... I'm I'm finally feeling comfortable enough to talk about what happened in my relationship and talk about talk about th- we're just relationship things in general. For a long time, I I thought myself unqualified to talk about relationship stuff, mostly because I got divorced. So clearly, I don't know about relationships. But I think the truth is, I know more about relationships than most people giving relationship advice because I've been through a failed relationship. I know what doesn't work. I know what's t- what 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 too far is. And there are some specific things that I want to talk about around being true to yourself. And specifically, I want to talk about like sex. Uh, I'm going to reveal some things, some get kind of vulnerable with you and talk about some, some things that happened in my life uh, around sex. And I really just want to be, have an open and honest opinion or op- honest conversation, a dialogue, so to speak, with you virtually, obviously, and talk about the fact that most of the time we approach these things wrong. And there's a lot more that we can do to make ourselves happier in these situations. And really, we just, we just got to get off our high horse and just be human because we are. Anyway, thanks, everybody, for hanging out. Hopefully, you had a chance to get on the, the live portion. If you didn't, stay tuned because I'll be doing that again. I think I may start doing the live portions later in the day or something so people can actually watch in the middle of their work day or whatever. But anyway, we're getting right about an hour, um, so I'll cut this off. I'm going to go back to my piano and play the outro.